Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got Sharpie, and I have Steve. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Hello. Howdy, Lisa. Howdy, Sharpie. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm not too bad. Um, it'll be interesting. This is a, a PM recording, unlike our, our recent recordings that have been afternoon and AM, and so let's see if I can hang on. Just a little later in the evening. Yeah, I can do it. Um, all right. We've done it for years. I know, but yeah, I kind of like not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting on at 1030 in the morning, that's not too bad for me. Hmm. But anyway, we're going to be talking about some updates because some news has broken today. Some news breaked. <laughs> yeah, what is, so it's, we're uh... going to fix it. Uh, we will. <laughs> so uh, the news pertains to Universal Studios. Um, not necessarily Disney. Uh, we'll we have to wait and hear what they have to say. But it looks like the parks are going to be opening sooner than some of us thought. Yeah, so it's Thursday, May 21st when we're recording this. And Universal uh, did a presentation today to the task force on uh, COVID-19 in Florida. And they got approval from that task force to move ahead with their plan. And then it goes to uh, Florida, to the state level to get approval. So if that gets approved, which hopefully it will, uh, they're looking at, uh, what is this? This is May. So they're looking at June 1st, hopefully to start uh, testing. Yeah. It depends on your news source. Some are saying the first, some are saying the third or fourth, and some are saying the fifth. So I think the overall feeling is that perhaps early in June, uh, you early know, the first. June. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's I think, a safe bet. Yeah. I think we're looking at um, a soft opening with limited yeah. admission and uh, things, um, rides and attractions open. Yeah. And then um, over the course of a few days, they perhaps will go to a more substantial. Yeah, so the first, the June 1st and 2nd is uh, testing with uh, team members. So team members are Universal Studios employees. So they're planning on doing uh, the June 1st and 2nd for Universal employees to test out the systems and everything. And then hopefully on June 3rd and 4th, they will uh, add annual pass holders and uh, uh, invited uh, guests. And then if that works, then on June 5th, they would try to open to the public at a limited capacity. So some of the things, I think Lisa's got some of the things written down on what well, some and policies and procedures that might we might see. Yeah, these are all speculative. Uh, actually, all of this podcast is, is not exactly fact, uh, except that it did get approved. Mm -hmm. um, but after that, I think it's, um, it's a little confusing. So what I did want to go over are some of the things that policies, procedures that we may see in effect. Um, we have been told that it will be open to a very limited number of guests um, at, for testing purposes. And then hopefully by June 5th, things will be open to the general public. So perhaps it'll be resort guests only or Florida residents only or annual pass holders only for those first couple of test days. We don't know. Maybe it'll be team members. I can't imagine because they need to make some money now. 
Um, again, speculative. It is reported that they will provide free masks to the guests that don't have masks. Masks will be required for everyone, everyone, regardless of age. Um, Not just at the gate. You wear it the, the whole day. The entire time. Yeah. So, I mean, it, hopefully common sense speaks to that, that you won't be required to wear a, gate, uh, a mask just to get through the gate and that you're going to wear it all day long. You may take it off for eating. Uh, this is similar to what we heard with Disney. And uh, that's it. That's really it. So um, temperatures will be checked at all entryways. So whether you come via the water taxi from a resort, and we don't even know what's going to be open at this point, but all entry checkpoints will be temperature checked. Um, the workers will get the same outfit and they'll get it clean. So they'll be having clean uh, workwear. Uh, of course, a limited number of guests will be allowed. All the close interactive play areas um, are going to be closed. Uh, no mist on rides. Interesting. So, um, any rides that normally have mist will be mistless. They will have... It, it will be mist. It will be. The mist will be mist. <laughs> Virtual mm. ride lines for both parks. So we're going to try to heavily eliminate any kind of standing around in and gatherings. This one is interesting. No more single rider lines because they don't want strangers next to strangers. Makes sense. Makes me sad, but hopefully that's temporary. And by the time I get there, it'll be gone. Right. It makes sense though. Yeah. Um, spacing parties out unless they are together. So if you came with a party of eight, they're, they're not going to space you out as they would for couples. Um, there will be no character meets, meet and greets, no um, close contact with the characters, but they will be out waving from a distance. Um, they're going to have single-use menus. And, of course, this would be for any sit-down restaurant, um, those um, quick service restaurants are going to have just the posted menu. Um, well, I guess um, I'm thinking there are some that have menus, even for quick service, so you can decide what you want before you go. But everything's going to be a single-use menu for a while. You can order food on an app and um, pay cash-free. Um, cash, the, the cash-free will be accepted. Um, team members will be checking themselves at home to make sure that they're okay to go to work and then they will get checked when they get to work. So don't even try to come in if you don't pass your own home test. Um, and the team members will be telling people to wash their hands and follow the rules of distance and all the other rules that are going to be implemented. So, yeah, so universal It'll be interesting to see how that goes and how the rest of Orlando opens and Vegas and everything else little by little. And then uh, uh, City Walk is open now. I've seen videos of people at City Walk. I've seen videos of people at uh, Disney Springs. So both of those are open. So you can go. That's the shopping, dining kind of entertainment districts, both at Walt Disney World and at Universal Studios in Orlando. 
You not think? exactly Disney related, but in general, mm-hmm. when do you think we're going to see cruises operating? Mm. I think it'll be fall. It'll be August, September. I don't know. I, hope- I think we could see some as early as July. No, isn't isn't a carnival? Just my prediction. Is Carnival already announcing dates? Carnival has been selling like hotcakes. Yeah, Carnival Cruise Line has been selling out a lot. Yeah, people want to get out there and cruise again. Uh, Carnival, hats off, you did something right here. Nice. Uh, I talked to a friend about Jamaica today. They're hoping for Jamaica to open in July. And uh, start getting procedures in place in June. Um, but we'll see. So that would be nice if I know uh, I talked to someone else a couple of days ago about uh, the Virgin Islands, and they were saying uh, to guest the Virgin Islands, we're, we're hoping to be open in June. So hopefully, Virgin Islands here in a couple of weeks, and then Jamaica and some others, hopefully, sometime in July. I know St. Lucia is trying to get their tourism going as well. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of training that they're offering. They want, they want to open up and, and have their tourism back. Yeah. So the other interesting thing we were talking about before the show is, so there's a lot of new, there's a lot of ways to get around Walt Disney World in Orlando um, and a lot of new resorts. And if, when Disney does, you know, open back up, is there an advantage to staying at a certain resort uh, for amenities, um, things to do at the resort that you might not be able to do, you know, like at a deluxe versus a, a value resort or, or transportation or um, ease of transportation, access to the parks quicker. So what do you guys think? Sharpie, what do you think? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your tips? Uh, long gone are the days of standing room only buses. Uh, maybe, maybe in a few years, but for the time being, long gone are the days of standing room only buses. Uh, long gone are the days of standing room only monorails. Long gone are the days of crammed to the gills parking lot trams. Yeah. Probably one so, family per row. I wonder how yeah. it's, it'll vary between every indoor. Every other row, probably. Yeah, I think every other row. I wonder how the indoor accommodations are going to vary from the outdoor. What do you mean? Wait, indoor. Like indoors, you don't have air circulating around and... Outdoors, you're supposed to be uh, a little safer with air and and non-confined spaces and Mm. and stale air type of thing. Well, I definitely think the, like you said, monorails, buses. So that makes the Skyliner pretty awesome. It's like just online, uh, has the kinks worked out, I think. And now I think better than ever. Because it's quick, it's got a compartment where you only have a small amount of people, so you could have a family in each car, and you have your own car. Um, that makes and you and it has direct access to Epcot and Disney Hollywood Studios, and direct access to several of the resorts. So yep. yeah, so if you could, I would look at. 
What what are the resorts, Sharpie, that are on the uh, Disney Skyliner? You've got Art of Animation. Oh, that's a good one for value. Pop Century. Yeah, another good one. Riviera. Woohoo! Just nice. Coronado Springs. Oh, I love Coronado. And Caribbean. Caribbean Beach. Caribbean Beach. Yep. Yeah, so you've got deluxe, moderate, and values. One deluxe. All so you've got all price points. And you get super quick transportation direct um to Epcot or Disney Hollywood Studios. So that's that would be my kind of go to, I think. And they will do one family per Skyliner car. Yeah. Which is fine. I'll be yeah, okay with that. that. That's it, it, I think a lot of people thought that's the way it should have always been from the beginning. Yeah, that would be. And it's, and it's meant to, and it operates quickly versus a monorail that's not meant to operate that way. And is going to have much longer waits when, you know, a monorail pulls in and they only let, you know, 60 people on it or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? So do you think they will seat that when they, they, they won't be able to, they won't be able to seat in the back to back center row. Cause that's uh, not six feet apart. Not back to back. It's not. Yeah. So, so it's you'll back. have one, one family on one end in the, in the seats and stand up one family in the middle Yeah. without stand up and one family in the other end of the car. Eight. Yeah, you can do that. Not a lot of people. And if you have, I have like 18 or so, you can get six across, but you're not going to put. Yeah, but you could have a couple of it's gonna two. It's going to be three. Yeah, you're going to have three parties per cab. Yeah. Yep. That's. Yeah. So, I mean, really, if, if you have a party of five, yep. they're in they're in the middle. If you have a party of two, they're in the middle. And then a, another party of three to five on the on the other end or six or eight. I mean, really, you yeah. could do eight because you do six on the on the bench. And then two people standing. So. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's going to, and those systems are designed not to, you know, not for tiny crowds. They're meant to move a lot of people. Like the ferry boats are meant to move a lot of people. <laughs> and so are the monorails. But the thing to think about is, are they going to allow normal sized crowds into the parks. And yeah, the answer is not. no. Yeah. Until until everything's back to normal, it's gonna be very so it's so it all work it should all work out anyways until it hits whatever point it is where they need to when they can open it back up uh, uh where we're not worried about social distancing. Very so yeah. I, it'll be interesting to see how all that works out. The uh, minivans are also a good idea. If you don't have the Lyft app, you can request your own Minnie Mouse uh, themed uh, ride, like taxi, and they call them mini minivans, and they're uh, all polka dotted. and And we used to love those, anyways, before all of this. And so then you can get your own transportation. Yeah, you're to, still going to be close to that, you know, within six feet of the driver, but yeah. Better so than, the question is, are they going to have people stop like staged at the most common stops for uh for the minivans to help with the sanitation of them? Yeah. 
Well, that's true. They're too. gonna have to do a full door and window, and I mean, they're gonna have to wipe all of the surfaces. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be very different. Well, and they'll probably do that after every single Skyliner car. And you know what I mean. But I think the people yep. that are are gonna be going in the first few weeks and and even months of opening, they're going to expect delays. They're going to ex- they should if they're that gung ho to go. If you're upset that you have to wait longer because it's limited capacity per ride vehicle or tram, whatever, or you're inconvenienced in some way because it takes longer to follow the rules and the procedures, then you might want to think twice because it will be a little different. Um, You have to find the magic beyond the the policies, which you can still do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Castle's still going to shine. <laughs> so it's getting there. Orlando's getting ready to open. And then uh, hopefully things are on the uh, up and up. So we'll see what happens. But I think a lot of people this year are going to be planning Orlando vacations, they're going to be driving, they're going to be going to Universal Studios, they're going to go to SeaWorld, they're going to go to Walt Disney World. Um, they're going to want to drive or take a quick flight. And they're, you know, they're not doing those European vacations. They're not doing a Alaska cruise. They're not doing anything like that for 2020. Well, Expedia did a survey. Well, they didn't really do a survey. They just looked at their own data. Mm-hmm. The destinations that people are looking at right now are a lot of domestic ones. And the number one mm-hmm. search destination is Orlando. Yeah. That's where they want to go. So that's, that's just been Lauren and I though. I'm sure. It We've could just be. been searching a lot. That, that could very well be. <laughs> Have they released anything yet? Orlando. Orlando. Have they released anything yet? Have they released it? No, they haven't. Well, Universal <sighs> will be nice to get that going. And then hopefully everybody else starts up. So, yeah, if you're looking for Orlando vacation, contact Sharpie Lauren. Either of them can uh, help you out. And, you know, we keep up with everything that's going on. We work directly with Disney, Universal, uh, all the parks, all pretty much everything. So. If there's new policies, changes, whatever, dining, fast passes, all of that, Sharpie and Lauren can take care of it for you. And uh, glad to help. Yeah, and uh, hopefully people that booked elsewhere, let at like an online booking engine in the past, and then had no help getting things canceled or got stranded somewhere, or you know, you know, hopefully everyone realizes the value of of a travel agent now, now in the new, new age of things that quickly change and, and turn around within a few days. So. Well, here's another thing. Um, looking through some more information, it's saying that, uh, with Disney, mm-hmm. Calagritas is considering reopening the parks with 20 to 30% capacity. So for opening, that's reasonable. And I think people were, speculating that it would be about 30% anyway. Yeah. Hmm. 20, 30%. That's a very small number of people. It is. 
but it's an opening. It's a start. Yeah, I think it'll be, and it might only be 20 or 30% for two weeks or something. Who knows? You know what I mean? Just to see and how things work out. And then, uh, you know, it's a soft opening. And then once things are going, it goes to 40, then it goes to 50. Yeah. I would hate to open at full capacity and have all these new policies and it would just be chaos. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. There's going to be a lot to be told this week and into next week, but I think we may be over the hump and on our way to brighter skies. Mm -hmm. I heard that they have Dole Whips now at uh, Disney Springs. They have a Dole Whip. They have Dole Whip nachos. What? Over Disney Springs Dole Whip nachos. Yeah, I was, I heard about those. Nacho chips. It is like sugar uh, cone or sugar bowl pieces. Mm. Delicious. Sounds delicious. Has a strawberry sauce. So pineapple, strawberry, sprinkles. Yeah. Different colored uh, waffle chips. Right? Yeah. Looks pretty good. That sounds delicious. Sprinkle. Yeah. Whipped cream. I think I could handle that. Mm. That's what America needs more of needs more <laughs> Dole Whip right now to help us make it through. That's you know, what we need. My favorite. Okay. So going on a tangent, we had a frozen custard stand in college. Anyone in, um, oh, what was it called? Went to school in DeKalb, Illinois, and this was Sycamore. And Sycamore had a place called Ollie's Frozen Custard. Don't know if it's still there, but it was the best thing ever. And um, you would just, I would get frozen, just plain vanilla. And then I get strawberry and pineapple. And that's going to be pretty much the flavor we've got going on here with the Dole Whip nachos. Mm. Maybe a little different, but strawberry Sounds and pineapple, it's a, winning, it's a winning combination. Mm. Go Ollie. We always voted Ollie for president. <laughs> yeah. Ollie was the best. I can understand why. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. But, um, oh, his caramel cashew. Oh, now I'm going. Mm. Um, Super tasty. But I don't know. If, do we have anything else? I think that's um, it. Start, things are starting to look like they're going to open and hopefully. And Dis- for Disney the record, the yes. you may not. Take your own grill and hot dogs <laughs> to Disney Springs. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It is not allowed. That seems so random. Why would you say that? Because it happened. People like that are the reason why we can't have nice things. Yeah, pretty much. Someone took a grill, like a, a portable, mm. like disposable oh, nice. charcoal grill. That's right. He's- Light and went up. to a table, I believe it was outside of Raglan Road, lit it, <laughs> and started to grill hot dogs at Disney Springs. Nice. Not allowed. Perhaps they should have waited to visit Disney Springs or maybe saved up a few more dollars so they could just buy food there. You know, if I if I had been security, I definitely would have grilled them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Your jokes are just great. Oh, oh my god! Hot dog. It's a good one. We might have to call you a wiener. I don't know. 
<laughs> now we we actually years ago when we went to Disney one time and we were trying to see how cheap we could do it. <laughs> well, man, Steve, that's every wait wait that's every trip you go. We did once mm. where we did it ridiculously cheap and we only ate out one meal because we were at a DVC uh, Disney Vacation Club Villa, so we ate in our villa and we went to I Disney on vacation. Yeah, and we went to Disney Springs. Oh, and then we ate out uh just at a local at like a uh off property. Yeah, off property at a uh, steak and shake with a coupon, wasn't it? Probably. Yeah. So even when we ate and then uh could have been an Arby's. But then I we don't know. and then at Disney Springs, <laughs> so we didn't spend money at Disney Springs. We went out to our car and we had a cooler with food in our car and we ate sandwiches in the parking lot. We had a loaf of bread, and a we, jar of peanut butter, yeah, we made sandwiches. and a jar of jelly. And we made sandwiches in the parking lot of Disney Springs, and then we went back. Yeah. It was good. And I think good we, times. yeah, we spent like, I don't know, less than a hundred bucks on that whole trip on, uh, on food and whatever. Well, yeah. Groceries. Yeah. We just pretty much bought groceries and, and, uh, had one meal out. Yeah. Food, it can add up. So it's, it's definitely a good way. See, it was kind of a compromise. I wanted the villa and the only way it was going to happen. I mean, I think we got a two bedroom that time. I don't remember. We splurged on the room knowing that we would have to compromise on the food and we did. And it was lovely. We still had an awesome time. And then we've gone the other way where we've gotten the Disney dining plan, the deluxe version or whatever where mm -hmm. you can have all the awesome meals and we've done it that way too yep. so we've done both ends but um we had a good time doing both we never seem to grab those great free dining offers no we don't plan ahead that much no not on a family level all of our travel is business related yeah we've got to stop that mm. all right all right wrap it up it is time to wrap up the show I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring this show thank you if you have comments or questions, send those to us at comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat. <laughs>